Hello, everyone. It's Max Plush with the Plush Seconds Podcast. Today, we're with Tobias Oma, owner of the brand called Hyacinth. So how are you doing today, Tobias? I'm fine, Good. healthy, happy. I have some allergies. Yeah. I hate these New York trees. I don't know. They kill me. I kind of, but I'm fine. Thanks. I mean, that, that, that's good to hear. You. Yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Yeah, these, it's very awkward because, you know, it's it's good weather. There's quarantine. You want to go out, but you want to stay inside. At the same, I have allergies too. And whenever I sneeze, people give me like the worst look. And I'm six yeah. feet away, of course, you know, I'm relaxing. But um, so I know you have like a lot of history, whether it's like being the digital creative leader of, of Hugo Boss, which I looked at before. I looked at some of your videos, very cool stuff. Um, and right now you're working more on uh, shoe design with Hyacinth. So how yeah. did you start that transition? And um, did that change based off the fact of you moving from Germany to Soho? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I actually I'm a marketing guy. I'm come from, yeah. like, you know, I founded my agency when I was 23 mm-hmm. in Germany. So I worked for Hugo Boss, but with my own agency, I was mm-hmm. the creative leader, but with my agency. 23 when I found my company, my agency, I was really young, um, but I was like, I really wanted to create something that, um, like something new at that time. The agency were a little bit like, especially the German agencies, mm-hmm. they were a little bit like old fashioned. So I met a, my business partner and, um, and we founded this agency. And then we went like from zero people to 120 I, in, in, in seven or eight years. That was really a lot of work. And I was young, mm-hmm. successful. And then I worked a lot, you know, I, I, um, yeah. I had this agency for 25 years and I guess oh, I worked almost every weekend. Uh, of course I had also vacations, but that was really hard and a lot of things. And then let's say like five years ago or four years ago, um, I thought about like, um, yeah. Um, will I do this forever? You know, mm-hmm. is this all I, I mean, I love this work. I love my agency. I love marketing, but, um, I thought about I thought about a change would be cool, you know. And and if I do something, I always do it also hundred eleven. Yeah, I definitely agree I with that. that. And I knew if I have if I should do a change, I should do a big change. <laughs> so That's so and, and my and my partner is from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he grew up in Chinatown, oh, cool. and um, and he moved with me to Germany. So we lived there for eight, nine years nice. together. And we always had the idea to move back, kind of, or he moved back. I mm-hmm. come back to him to New York. Yeah. I love this city. And I was here and I lived with him here for almost a year. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was the, like the big picture, you know. If awesome. I, I thought like, okay, if then I want to quit my agency, sell it, um, really um, close everything behind me, move to New York and start something new. Whatever awesome, that is. Yeah. I, I didn't have any ideas, to be honest, really. Mm-hmm. I was completely, I, I thought like, whatever. And I said to myself, okay, if I do this, it has to be correct, uh, has to be like um, good planned. And then I, yeah, and I moved to New York last July, August, um, 2019. Awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I got a green card because my, yeah. my because I'm married. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then I, w- I said to myself, uh, let me do nothing for six months. Okay. Just, relax. just like yeah, do nothing because I never did that in my life. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I was 23. 
I came out of school. In Germany, we have to go to military. Um, we have oh, to. Yeah. There's no choice. It's not uh, you can try. It's like the IDF you in have Israel. To go there for, when I was in my time, we had to go 18 <clears> months. Um, or you can change that into a social work and help people um, and where, whatever, old people or um, handicapped people, whatever. So I chose that. I was not a military guy. I didn't want to go there. I didn't like that field. So, yeah. so I went from school to that social work and then I found my agency. So, and I never did nothing, you know? And I was like, yeah, I thought, okay, now I'm 49. <laughs> I think I can do nothing for six months. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the six months where I figured out what I want. I start to paint, I'm doing music. Um, um, and, and I went to a workshop, a sneaker workshop. Cause oh. I, always, I was always a sneaker. Always, so yeah, since day know, one? Since did day, did I your parents get get you into it or was it just know. you to be got honest, into it? Was, I think in our generation, let's say like that, the sneakers there was a new thing. You know, I, mm -hmm. I'm this typical generation where it all started. Actually, it started with Adidas. You know, Run DMC. I think everyone knows a little bit this story. Yeah, yeah. How, it, how Run DMC did a record called Adidas, and and they they were these shoes and they. Everyone was holding it up in concerts and things. So that was when, when that cult started. And, and I was into that too, completely. And, um, and we, we even customized this shoe already in the 80s. Um, Adidas yeah. called it um, Adicolor. I, know if, I don't know if you ever saw that. You, you bought a white sneaker. Yeah, no, I know you what you're talking about. Of, yeah. of, of, um, of colors, so of pens. And uh, that was the concept. They say, you have a clean white sneaker, do whatever you want with it. And now there's people um, just separating like the soles of like Yeezys, putting them with Nikes and everyone's yeah. putting it together. But yeah, yeah that's the new crazy. thing now. For us, it was just like painting them, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's how it all started. And, and I went to a workshop here in New York mm -hmm. um, where you kind of learn how to so and how to build a sneaker from from the scratch and i was always interested in that because i for me that was like flying to the moon you know yeah like, how, how can you do that by hand a sneaker like and and it was so interesting how many layers a sneaker has what kind of light lighting and, and things and and at the end after three days i really was holding my own sneaker in my hand and i was so happy actually you know like um I, I, yeah and that was I think that moment where I thought like maybe I always wanted to create my own little brand because I worked for so many other brands, a lot of lifestyle brands. Mm -hmm. And I was always thinking, what if I have my own little brand? What would I do? How yeah, it's awesome. You know? So that's how it all started, actually. Yeah, it's a long story, but definitely it sounds awesome. I'm sure everyone is going to enjoy listening to it. Um, that, that's great because I think that for me, like, of course, you know, everyone right now, at least Maya just started their own brand with, you know, the blank Gildan tees and screen printing. And it's great. But there's also a lot of oversaturation. And I think yeah. that while I'm not complaining, it's not the worst thing that everyone's creating. But I just think that the fact that everyone's doing it sometimes sets the standards a little bit low. 
because it's kind of hard for me to find a brand that's small like yours or like medium size, you know, growing pretty steadily. No, I'm small. I'm small. Okay, okay. I'm I was, I was, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. First brand. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, you you still have you still you have yourself going. But I'm saying that like the people who are just like screen print, screen printing off like either in their basement or like Teespring, like it's just so much. And for me, getting in into fashion and just clothing was just a way for me to meet new people. And through those connections, I met just great people like Devontae that modeled for you before. I've done like a few shoots with yeah. him. Great guy. Um, and it's like, you don't, you never know where you're going to go. And I think that when it comes to the fashion world, you just have to say yes and then just go with it. Like um, I, d- I walked runway for New York Fashion Week in October or something. And I was supposed to be back home. And like I was about to walk and it was like 1035 and my phone is ringing. I was going to get in trouble. But I was like, you know what? I could get gated and grounded, but you know, of course, I'm all for school. But it was a it was a great experience, um, and yeah, I just like you just got to go with it sometimes. Yeah, um, and I think that Absolutely. it's very yeah yeah. And now that yeah. job, yeah, you know how they say, and I, I'm I'm a big believer in that. Trust your guts, really. For sure, I think for that's sure. the most important thing in life, really. And I, I, I always did that. I always mm-hmm. went with my feelings, my guts. Um, because at the end, even if it's a failure, you know, but it's what you want. Because I think um, I, I always said, if you do something just because of the money, for example, you, know, yeah. you, just, you, just, you just see an opportunity to get money. Yeah, it's ni- nice to have money. No, way, no, no question about like just think. I always thought like, okay, then you have money, and you maybe have a nice car and whatever. But you have to drive to work with a nice car. But if you don't like the work. You know, what kind of life is that? Then you do eight, nine hours a day, something that you don't really like, you're not happy with it. Just because of these maybe two hours that you drive your nice car or go to your nice boat or whatever, I think that's the wrong, the wrong way to do that. So um, I think it's important to do what you want. And if it's fashion or whatever and create mm-hmm. something and try it, do it. Um, but I completely agree with you, to be honest, that I think... Um, now that everyone is doing their own, st- or, or it's so easy to do it and sell it online or whatever, that's oversaturating. I mean, like, you can't even, like, you can't even, yeah. Um, Take your time. Figure out what is quality yeah. or what is not. I mean, it's so, 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 so much, and a lot of copies of the copy, and a blow, like, mm-hmm. And it's and then people dying things right now. You know, I think it's so crazy. Like everyone is like dying something at home. I mean, uh, how long should should we wear clothes like like that? And how many do we need? To be honest. Yeah, and like that's a great segue to what I was gonna want to talk about is that like I didn't realize how much excess the fashion community produces until I like got into environmental work and like how many fossil fuels and just like scraps that these massive corporations produce yes it's, it's crazy it's and it's horrible. like i think i think it's like a, an extreme portion of like fossil fuels or uh, carbon dioxide that contributes to global warming you know makes the environment i'm going to simplify it of course it's bad right and it's terrible and i don't think people realize that when you're like if you're constantly buying new stuff from supreme and like nike and adidas you're not necessarily you're not you're like you're kind of a little bit a part of the problem per se like of course it's it's okay to nice have nice things but it's this 
idea of like collecting and of course i have some nice shoes you know i like collecting shoes as well but of course i'm gonna wear them it's just buying like so much stuff to not even wear it it's a little bit problematic when it's like i like i'm more into upside upcycling like i met nicole mcloggan um who like she does the, she works with fila she takes like the scraps of uh you know old samples and also other things like yeah. two right shoes and i think that there's definitely a lot of creativity along the lines of that whether it's you know upcycling with parlays for oceans with adidas and also nike using their own like recycled fabrics um and i think that as a small business and a creator right now during you know covid 19 during like where employment has been one of the highest it's been in so long uh how have you considered like you know rethinking your business if, if you're comfortable of asking with me no, asking, absolutely i mean like, like you right know, now i know there's delays no i mean like you know um i'm not doing that for for getting fast money or something yeah, yeah i know i'm just but, like I mean, for I mean, the future for, for me know? this brand is like a it's like really an idea of how can i um create something um special that maybe people um appreciate mm -hmm. and i put a lot of love in it and i want that every piece kind of has a has an idea a real idea yeah that, i i mean that's like high i some some of these things are also it's just it's fashion but i think um i always uh, right now especially while this lockdown i think you can feel that people I hope so, to be honest, let's say like that, that people would think over what they will buy, you know, yeah. because I think I love economy and I love like, that, that we like everyone is like and, and buying and doing and, mm -hmm. and uh, which country, everything is good. But I think we reached a point where um, when I read, I didn't know that, but I was really into fashion. I mean, I worked for Hugo Boss like 18 years. I, I, I was at so many fashion weeks and things and behind the scenes and i was in asia i did a lot of campaigns in asia and whatever i was really around the world for that um you know but when i read that Burberry is destroying their fashion yeah uh, that they didn't sail i was really shocked i thought i that was when maybe also the one point where i started to think about what what is that and and if i think of my brand in the future i always think what can i do different and right now i'm thinking about whatever however i will grow or maybe i would grow into a big brand yeah, i would yeah. try to maybe still have that a idea of made by order mm -hmm. you know whatever that is but i think um why producing something let's say i do t-shirts okay mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm working on t-shirts right now too but like i still think how can i do something have an idea and then i just produce it made by order so yeah production has to be also kind of like easy let's say that that so it should not be in china or in india and i have to move back and like so, so then it really takes two three months but um how can i do something that maybe takes uh, maybe one two weeks uh, so i think people can wait for things i think that's also a thing and you, then you you want to order it and then you want to have it nice next yeah immediately and like why Overnight. to be honest i mean I, i'm it's the same guy but yeah like why yeah, yeah. why can't you just think Okay, I want some sneakers next week, so I will order them today. It's about so, the weight, you know. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. So that's my idea. I, I don't know that's yet awesome, if I yeah. can 
if I can do that, because it will not work with yeah. every product and not with everything, especially with sneakers. If my dream is to do my own sneaker in the future, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know yet how that will work with maybe or something. Yeah. But if I do my sneaker too, for example, I'm I'm following a lot of shoemakers that are working with like um, sustainable um, products, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely into this. You know, I'm I, yeah. I'm, I I think that. Um, that is our responsibility, especially in a fashion industry um, that we um, For sure. should not overproduce and kill this world mm -hmm. for, for what, to be honest, for a t-shirt. Not worth yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. And I think that, you know, it's great that we're talking about it. But I also think that when it comes to oversaturation and also, you know, the hype around certain things, it's very easy to just get caught in that. And I see like whether it's a lot of clothing brands or just people in general that would just post something on their Instagram for let's say Earth Day and then not really take action. And of course I recognize, you know, people don't have the privilege to have their own small like business or, you know, me going to college next year, it's different. But I think that we all have to use our own advantages when it comes to taking action. It's very easy to say to do something. Like I said, I was doing this podcast. It took me a few weeks to actually, you know, do it stop watching Netflix and graduate and then do it. So I definitely agree with you on that. And I think that brands have to just keep in mind, go through an approach that's more sensitive uh, to the consumer as well as just like the broader uh, brand imaging. Um, and yeah, I just think it's great. Like people are creating yeah. stuff. I mean, um, I think that's the, the, that's the perfect time also to rethink things yeah. like, you, like you did. I mean, the idea is really good because I think, you know, um, I also always thought if I, if I bought something for myself, you know, mm -hmm. there are so many options today. I mean, whatever you buy, you know, you can buy or whatever, um, let's say, um, what is so neutral, whatever you want to buy, let's say, um, I don't know, like, like, um, like a belt. Okay. Let's say there's something like really like, so there are many options, you know, you can buy one for $3, you know, you like, really cheap like whatever you can buy one for 10 for 20 you can even buy one for 600 for thousand dollars so it's still a belt okay i mean at the end it's a it's a belt so of course it's fashion you like the color and so but still i think before you buy a belt you should you should think about really what you want and how long you will wear it and and then invest and i always think that is the best thing to do in quality i think it's better to invest in a belt that costs hundred dollars and you mm. will wear it three years or four years than buying a belt for five dollars because pretty sure this belt was yeah. produced in bad conditions because we can <laughs> cut costs forward. cut corners we should gain money for five dollars yeah. why buying that five dollar belt and then throwing it out after three months because it was maybe just a hype just a funky uh, print um, and you and you knew it from the beginning that you will not wear it two or three years you yeah. know I think that's a problem of the fashion industry like Sarah H&M they were always like glorified that they're so fast and they do cheap things and you, you can just buy it and if no. you don't let the friend is over you what who cares it was so cheap I think that was completely the wrong direction 
you know? Yeah. Um, and it's weird because you see how these major brands, like The Weeknd did a collab with them and with, with H&M. And they've also done collab with other big artists. And it's crazy how they don't really recognize how, of course, you're going to have, you know, $600,000 or so, you know, from one drop. But how is that going to affect you in the long run? As well as other things, like personally me, I'm a slim dude, like not many suits fit me. So sometimes I shop at Zara because it just like suits and I have them. I have them for a few years, but then eventually I grow out of them. So it's like you have to pick and choose. Uh, and same thing with the food industry, you know, fast food is more accessible to people who are less economically advantaged than others. And it's just a system that's in place that it's all these advertisements and Macy's and Amazon yeah. geared towards, you know, it's cheap. And it's that's like, a, I mean, there's nothing tough. wrong with cheap, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying Sarah is bad. I'm just saying it's your responsibility to buy something that you know that we will wear I longer agree. than just six or eight weeks, you know, because just think about it. if everyone buys a belt or a t-shirt and they all know that they will throw it out after two months or three months. I mean, that's so crazy. Yeah, it is. And you're not doing this with a computer or, or something. You, you, you keep that. And with fashion, it's, for some people, it's so normal just to wear it a season. Like, and, and, and I hate that. Also seasons. I mean, like, I mean, a lot of people trying to change that because, um, 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 yeah, this, this like brainwashed um, consumerism. Um, so, yeah, consumerist society yeah. that they think I can't wear that because it was from last summer. Who cares, to be honest? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. It's still a t-shirt. Okay, course, maybe course, some, yeah. some pants, these, some pants shape or it's okay. I'm, I'm also like that. I was wearing skinny jeans like three years ago. I'm not wearing skinny jeans anymore. Yeah. Okay. But I, what, what I do then is either I keep them because I, I realize in my whole life it will come back. You know, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> all comes back. <laughs> you know, it's also so crazy in this thing. Or I would give them away, or I try to do something with them, or so. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's that's, and it's with everything. To be honest, you can buy a screwdriver. You know, you can buy a cheap, cheap, cheap one, and you know, maybe okay, works maybe just for a year. Who cares? Or you buy one that you maybe care or work for your whole life. You know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a responsibility of people. And I know a lot of people don't have money. I completely understand it. Yeah, yeah, of course, I think it's the same to spend $100 on something that you keep for five years or eight years or buy every year something for $20, you know, because at the end it's the same money. It's investment, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like I'm on the same page with you um, with that. Like I was, I was the weird kid in like sixth grade that wore shorts when it was snowing outside, but who cares, you know? Yeah. I did it. I still wear the basketball shorts. I got my use out of it. Um, and yeah, I think people, it's with also trends, like how, you know, the whole, like the pea coat with the hoodie and like tight skinny jeans were a trend with like Chelsea boots. And then that's all out of fashion now with, you know, us coming in with a bunch of other cool, like bright color stuff right now. And it's great. And I think that, you know, unique custom made clothing is fantastic it's just like I don't I don't really know about the pricing how you've gone with your brand, but Cam Bersetti, I've been following him for like a f like two years, and he makes these really cool like uh, like trouser pants that are basically they're stacked, but they have like all these cool compartments and like yeah. buckles, and they're like three hundred seventy five dollars plus shipping, and they're great. They're corduroy, like corduroy is one of my favorite 
materials and just it looks so good it feels great and i really want to get them but it's it's like 400 dollars on pants of course I eventually eventually that. but i'm not yeah. in the position right now as as a consumer that's i don't have a and that's a problem a little bit with of course custom made things they are of course they have to be more expensive the of same course, as yeah. mine you know i always I, in the beginning i really tried to to price my products low, even if people still think it's expensive. Uh, um, it is what it is. Um, but I really tried to do that because I thought like, okay, especially in the beginning, I don't want to that people are not able um, to get an access, let's say to, my, to that what I'm starting. I mean, I'm not, to be honest with, the, with my first, I, I mean, I stopped, I, I opened my store on December 20th, I think 18th or something. Of this year and then right? i stopped uh, in the beginning of march actually okay. not because of corona i stopped it because i had too many orders and i and i couldn't work that much i mean i i, I worked a lot here but yeah and, and people were waiting and waiting even longer in the beginning i said two weeks then i said three weeks <laughs> and then people had to wait like six weeks that was too long i realized that yeah and um and i didn't get and i i made and i realized I'm not making any money out of it, you know, because mm -hmm. I really advise it too low, right? to be honest, um, because it's so much work and it's so much and people, sure. and people, of, of course, I understand that too. Right? They don't really realize how much work I put in, in these shoes because you have to do so many samples. I think the yeah. beginning is a very expensive one. You have to, to try out, let's say that buckle. People say you just put a buckle on a, on a sneaker. Of course, I just do <laughs> a buckle on a sneaker. But that's, that's like, of course, I do that. Yeah, I know that. It's not that simple. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But I like just think about how many buckles I bought in the beginning. How mm -hmm. how how many sneakers I had to buy to, yeah. to try it out. You know, I I stitched in it. I did, I, and I, I worked like I think three months just to find out the right way. Like you said in the beginning, before we started podcast, you like. To do things correct and if you feel they're not 100 percent what you want to do i'm not doing it so so of course but that time costs money you know and you have to to that money that you put in you have to get out of this product mm -hmm. so i understand that like for a lot of people even my shoes will be too expensive but mm -hmm. it's not because i just want to get rich out of it of course it's not, yeah not a reason it's because there's this handmade there's a lot of work in it um and of course, if I if I would send these shoes to China, and I would just tell them make them for me, mm -hmm. um, I could sell them so much cheaper. And at the end, I could say that's nice. Everyone can have these shoes. But to be honest, I think I would start in the same thing. People would just buy the sneaker. You know, they would say, oh, it's kind of cheap. We got a little thing. Oh, it just costs fifty dollar more than I first one. I buy it, and then maybe three months later, they're not wearing it anymore. Yeah, it's not. Doing it over. I would do the same thing that I'm criticizing right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm still thinking about. I want to do a quality, and I want to put a price tag on it. And I think some people would maybe wait till they have the money, or they just have the money. Yeah. But I don't want to start things now just to make them cheap and of course yeah and yeah. big and i don't want to be a consumer brand who's just printing whatever stuff and and and, and just to no I, I would never do that i would prefer to to have a brand that is 
is responsible for what they're doing or, and, and still creating things that I really like. Of course. Yeah, I, I completely, I hear where you're coming from. I definitely know that when we get used to this fast fashion type of, you know, overnight shipping, people automatically ex- ex- like assume that all these small businesses have these resources and it's not necessarily a disadvantage. It's just a misconception when it comes to, you know, whether or not we want homegrown stuff or stuff outsourced. They should all be responsible for what they're doing. You know? Yeah. I mean, of course, it, of course you want money and of course you want to have a plan. And you wouldn't like, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, yeah. I'm, 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 but, um, there's so many different ways to make money. And I, and I think there's a, there's should always be the best way. And the best way I think is being responsible on, on all sides. Is it like, is it a good product first? Is it a good idea first? I think that's almost, is it a good idea? Is it like, mm-hmm. is, it, is, it, is it just a copy of a copy of a copy? You know, there's nothing wrong with doing, uh, being influenced by the way. I think yeah. that, that's how it works. That's how For all sure. creative people work everywhere in the world. They're like they're inspired by people. They they're like a sponge. I'm too. I'm like that too. I I, I watch yeah. so many things every day. I and yeah, I yeah. love to do that. I, I like and I and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm eating all these in, 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 like inspirations inside me. And then I I just do something. And maybe sometimes mm-hmm. it's really like really close to and I, something that I saw. And sometimes it's just, it's just a make. I don't know. But I try to do something that I think like. First, it's an idea. I try to do it like in a different way, or or in a quality, in a good quality, or whatever, or something. Um, and then I have to be responsible. Where does it come from? What, what, like, um, for example, also I'm doing like also I would do some hoodies just because I because I feel like um, I want to I want to I don't want to stick just to sneakers, you know, because um, um, yeah, that, that sneaker world is interesting for me and I want to mm-hmm. do that, but it, it's still a sneaker at the end. And I, yeah, whatever, like I said, I'm painting, I'm making music. I, I just want to try things out. And like I said, I, I'm doing it made by order. If no one buys it, okay, I have, <laughs> I have, some, weekend, samples, yeah. I have some samples for myself and I will wear <laughs> And that's it. No, no, nothing really, really went wrong. But I, I, I also looked up for everything I'm doing right now. I try to look that it's made um like local or in america i do mm-hmm. live in america right now um i think that's important to find out how to support also the economy that, that you live in um i don't um and i don't i think always for example i know that's maybe out of what we're talking about um i love to drink white wine okay, okay. so yeah continue. Um, yeah that's like um yeah. I'm, but um and of course, Germany, they have one of the best white wines in the world, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's the weather. It's not just because we're Germans. We have that typical weather that makes a white wine good. Sometimes cold, rainy, sunny, whatever. I don't want to go too deep. I'm not a, ner- I'm not a white wine nerd. I'm just saying. And when I live here, of course, I could buy German white wine here everywhere. I think it's so crazy to buy a German white wine to fly it. I mean, like, why should I not look if I can buy a wine from America from here around it doesn't have to travel all around the world you know i'm just i'm not saying i'm i, I, I love the global world and the global economy but i still also i'm responsible for why should i have to drink here a wine <laughs> you know um, that that has to travel 
thousand miles just mm-hmm. to have a wine, German wine. wine. And I think it's the same with fashion too, or whatever. And I think in this quarantine or with this whole lockdown, we realized we don't always have to make it somewhere else where they make it cheaper or whatever. We can do it actually where we where we live or around. So mm-hmm. I look up for stuff like for example I'm 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 dropping some socks too and I really oh, look cool. up that is like American cotton. It's American mm-hmm. made. That awesome. the company is using um this company for example is using um solar energy to produce them and whatever. So I think um even if the dollar the socks is maybe one two dollar more expensive, you know it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, whatever that like whatever that means at the end. Um, I think that's that's the second part of you responsible. And then I think you're responsible for the character of your brand too. What you want to say and what you, who you want to influence and how you want to make an impact, you know, or what you want to, what you want to do. And, and if Ian Connor is happy with what he's doing right now, and at the end, it, I mean, why should we criticize him or mm-hmm. we're not criticizing him? I think at the end it's his decision, but what I'm talking about is actually the consumer mm-hmm. you know, because I think the consumer should be more responsible. We, we should buy his shoes or not buy his shoes. And of course I'm like that too. I love, I, I mean, I'm not, it's, I'm, I'm into this fashion. I, mean, I, 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 I love to shop, you know, but um, yeah, I try to, especially now I think, and I hope that people would say, Okay, I maybe that sneaker from Hyacinth is a little bit more expensive, but yeah, really. But but I think I buy something more special. Um, I will maybe I will not go out as much as I did, for example, that too. And if I go out, maybe I just have something special to wear. Then yeah, and if this mindset um, grows, maybe even after quarantine, if we, if we have a vaccine, maybe people still think. I'd rather buy something special for myself and have something that I would wear longer and it's made by maybe more passion or more responsibility than just buying something that who knows, I'm not maybe even wearing or whatever. Yeah, so white wine, we talked about that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And that was good. just an example because yeah, no, I think- No, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> For legal reasons, I will not comment on that because I'm not of age yet. Oh, sorry. But, I forgot no, it. Oh, sorry. See, I'm joking. Just I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, sorry. because you know, in Germany, you're allowed you're to drink 16, yeah. You're 16. I know. Yeah. yeah sorry, sorry, Dad. Sorry. I have German friends. Maybe one day I'll visit. I may or may not be 21. We'll see. But I definitely want to go to Europe. You know, I, I have a friend in Amsterdam and it seems like an awesome place That's to be, so whether it's in yeah. fashion or um just like meeting new people because i feel that whenever i go i've only gone to like mexico and israel and i was a baby when i was in mexico obviously i don't remember that but in israel it was just like seeing like just like buildings history like whether or not political or not you know it's just the feeling of being somewhere new and like the culture of people and how they dress is very interesting and i think that um, just going back to brand imaging, I, I thought it was interesting that you made a, that you spoke about is I think it's definitely, you can't really control what your audience perceives you as. It only comes down to, are you putting your best effort into your brand? And 
it also just ties back to in high school, you know, I don't know how it is in German in Germany, but in high school, it's a very big thing, you know, how you, how you present yourself, people perceive you in a certain way. And sometimes you get misinterpreted. Sometimes the things you say come off the wrong way to some people. And you just have to realize that at the end of the day, they're a person, you're a person, and you're going to go to sleep in your own bed. They're going to sleep in their own bed. And it is what it is. And I think that people get wrapped up a lot in something that someone says one day. And, you know, in five years, I'm not going to remember, like, if I got in a debate with my friend. Like, it's not worth yeah. it. So I just take the higher and I'm like, man, like, I get where you're coming from. It's all love. Like, my fault. Like, it's all good. And then we just move on because it's not worth it. And I think that whether it comes to, you know, your brand imaging, whether it's you supporting certain holidays, like what I'm trying to do with um, my friend Akeem for the, for the brand is that we want to, the logo we have that I made, it's very simple. It's not supposed to be complicated. It's supposed to be like slick, you know, modern, but also accessible to the elderly viewer, like someone who's like in their 60s or something, because we want to have a broad consumer basis. And we have like, basically it's a box with E on it because it's called inventory. So electronic inventory and the stripe on it is green, of course. But we're thinking like for each holiday, whether it's like Christmas, Hanukkah or like gay pride month or veterans day, um, uh, we're going to like change it to that. So like rainbow or like snowflakes or like, you know, green and red. So just trying to think of like, how can we include everyone while not, you know, excluding a big group? Yeah. And I think that. You know, what I also think, because you said that, I think a brand should have an opinion. You know, yeah. even if that sounds weird to people, but I think a brand is like a person. A brand, that, that's why I love brands. Actually, I'm, I'm a brand addicted. I mean, that's, that was my job. Mm, I marketing. <laughs> that brands get bigger and that they sell better things. It's still kind of like my job. I still... I still feel myself as a marketing creative guy. For sure. Not, for sure. Like a, like, not, not like a designer, to be honest. I, I don't feel yet like a designer, you know, because I'm not doing that. For, like, I'm just doing, I'm just starting. Um, but um, I, think a, I think a brand should be responsible. Like, I, I know I repeat myself, but also ha should have an opinion. Mm. Because I think um, a brand is not just a, a mass making money machine, you know. This is this is not the idea of a brand. I, I think so. This is my opinion. Like others have a different brand. I think a brand should be something where people can relate to it, can have a part, can live a part with it, because um, um, because our life is influenced by so many things: a movie, um, a smell, a music, and I think also by brands. And these brands that you influence and get, you have in your in your relevant side set or in your mindset, they should have a, a education on you or an opinion or something that you can rely to it. And then then there's a, a vice versa thing and then the active thing today we also with social media that you have people who who maybe also influence you with this and like and it's a yeah um, and that's why I love that people. Are, brands have an opinion and they should not just have this opinion because they think, Oh, now it's pride month. Let's do something with a rainbow. And yeah, then we have yeah, all yeah. the gay people buying our, our stuff. You know, that's, that's, that's the low key marketing. You know, it should be more, do we like uh, gays or don't we like gays? Like, no, should, yeah. should we support? I wasn't simplifying. That, that's our, that's our brand. And yeah. I, I think also I'm a gay, but I also mm -hmm. think if a brand says, 
I, I respect gays, but it's not it's not a part of my brand. You know, it's, it's like I'm, I'm not gay. I don't know so many gay people. Why should I now say, um, yeah. oh, I love all the gay? If, if you don't, don't do it because then you find something else where you support whatever that runs because that's that's your life. That should be an opinion. Also, your brand should have an opinion, yeah. and it should not just look for and and if, even if I completely agree with you, it should be for everyone. It should. Mm-hmm. Your brand should always be open-minded for everyone. I don't know, um, but you should, you can have an opinion, it, yeah. and this opinion doesn't mean you don't like others or you don't let them uh, be a part of your brand. It's just that you, yeah, yeah you create a character, and that character um, should have an opinion. Yeah, of course, I'm not, you know, just saying smack a flag on something to get more supporters. But like, even though I'm straight, of course, I want to support and like be an ally to, you know, every community I can. But it's also it's challenging when you're a brand or like you're an influencer, a creative, where you draw the line when it comes to enforcing ideas. Like I used to watch Casey Neistat's videos a lot, like, you know, the New York City vlogger. Yeah. Um, for a long time, right? Since I was like 12. So a few years. And I've seen... First, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I waited in front of his office for like four hours one day. And one of his friends came down, he gave us a sticker pack. It was really cool. But then when the whole like presidential election came out and stuff, and he did like this whole super big thing about Hillary Clinton and how like you have to vote for her and is all this like, I'm not necessarily like on either side, but it just like when it comes to that stuff, I feel like influencers should just be cautious with what they say because you don't really know exactly where everyone's coming from. And since there's a lot of misinformation in the media, I think that for me, I wouldn't make it my brand to be political, whether it's just podcast or not. It's just like an open discussion, like Joe Rogan, or like Justin yeah. Escalana, like just stuff that's, it's like, it's relaxed. You know, like I wasn't expecting to talk about the exports of white wine from Germany versus, you know, New York, <laughs> but we, we got to that and that's great. And I'm sure everyone's interested um, in looking at that. So you mentioned before, right? about working with different people, you know, soaking and everything, like a sponge, great analogy, by the way. Um, but you know, what creatives or like celebrities have you worked with that you thought were like fantastic people that you loved working with in the in past? In my whole life? You mean like in my like In your whole life, it could be recently, it could be in yeah, the future. I mean, because like recently, I mean, I had all these, I, what I was really shocked in a positive way was, mm-hmm. um, that so many celebrities were writing me on Instagram, like a DM. Nice. I never thought about that, really. Because I thought like, huh? I, like, <laughs> I had DM from Lil Baby and I was like, oh, huh? And I really, that was like seven days after I, I opened up the show, I started oh, my Instagram. Yeah. I had DM from Lil Baby. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, this is a joke. This is not yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was really, I felt like, no way. I mean, I worked with a lot of celebrities, uh-huh. but I usually, they don't really just write you whatever. So yeah. kind of like that. And then I, and I have now, I worked or I did shoes for the Migos. And I, I'm doing right now, like I have a lot of, of basketball people and, and some other musicians. And I liked it, but I never really met them. So I, I would not talk about that. Of course, of course. I, I like them and I, and I love that they support my brand. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, work with, yeah. I work with really a lot of celebrities um, from different kind of backgrounds, like sport, musician, actors, whatever. And what, what I really realized, what absolutely um, inspired me was they were all good at what they're doing. 
know? mm-hmm. and realize no one is famous just because of a lucky day and like someone was you had a good manager and he was pushing you and now you're famous every famous person that i met was good in what he did or does or whatever they were usually the most famous celebrities that i met they were the most like open-minded kind they were humble they were like easy to work with they didn't have to show everyone that they're like big and, 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 and they all worked hard. And that really inspired me because I realized at the end, it's not just because someone pushed you or had more money and whatever. So I think you, you become famous and that's just a, a part of it, of your journey. Because I think that money and, 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 Famous is being famous is just a part of the journey. The journey is what you like to do, what you think you're good, and then you have to work that you're better than the ones who are good, you know? Because I play piano, for example, and I started when I was five. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone said I'm, I'm really talented, okay? I'm not just saying, because it's really easy for me. It was easy. I was so into it. And I, I created when I was 13 because I just played classical stuff. And I, w- I, I was in the puberty and I thought it's boring. Mm-hmm. And my mom put me into a jazz class or to a jazz teacher. And he showed me the whole music, music world with all the harmonies. And everything. that was like, that for me, it was like, I don't know, being in an in LSD trip. I realized yeah. that he has so many strong And then I start to improvise on piano, whatever. And I think I play really good. And I thought about becoming a, a musician. But then I realized I love it. I don't, I don't have that, I don't have that 10% passion, the, the last 10% passion to work every day, eight hours on my piano. Because if you want to be the best, you know, you have to play eight or 10 hours piano every day. It's because it's not just your talent. It's like Herbie Hanger is one of my absolutely um, heroes on a piano thing. He says, and he's now, I think, 83, whatever. He says he is still practicing every day, five to eight hours. You know, you're not, you're not a great, and that's what I real, that's what I learned from all the celebrities that I met. And you have to work for it. Uh, and, and that you have to love it. That two combination, that combination is the most important thing. Um, and just don't do it because of the money or because of the fame, because that will not kick you eight hours a day to play piano, you know? It is your passion, your love to that piano. And my love was big, but it was not big enough. Yeah. Interesting story, great, you know? Childhood prodigy pianist over here also. It's great to hear. Um, Yeah, I know, I definitely get where you're coming from with that because when I was like 10, 12, like I'm trying to build my online presence so that so I, when I was younger, I used to professionally act in like TV shows and commercials. And my IMDb is the first thing that comes up when I search up my full name, Max A Plush. And that's cool. Like, it's a cool conversation starter. When I say to a girl, oh, look me up on Netflix or whatever. It's a cool <laughs> thing. I would rather be known for something else. And when I was going into high school, I could have went to this performing arts school in New York City. That's pretty, it's a good school. Yeah. But they didn't have sports. They didn't have academics. They just had acting. That's it. And I was like, am I at this point in my life, just 12 years old, 
to fully dedicate my life to one thing that I've only been doing for four years, you know, hats off to people who are piano pianists like that and actors like that. Like my friend, Sophie, Sophie Bryant, her, I used to do uh, musical theater with her. Like when I was like 12, like I was very, I was like a short kid. And now her Netflix show just came out. Like I'm not okay with this. And I watched it and I was like, wow, it's crazy. Like I used to act with this person. And I think that it's different for different people. Cause I don't really know what I want to do yet. I have the dream of, you know, making the biggest impact on this world as I can. And that's daunting. You know, I laugh at it. I, 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 I laugh at it sometimes, but you no, know, it's like, it, even if you laugh about it, but um, it's good, you know, it's good. cause I feel that goals are supposed to be unreasonable. And if I set a really high expectation for myself, am I able, if I'm able to fall short of it, that's even, that's better than what I would have wanted before. Definitely. And I definitely really believe in that whole like ripple effect, like one drop in an ocean can like start a wave. Cause I think that I don't really want to make millions of dollars. That'd be great. But what I want to do is impact people so that they can do that and they can do better than me and have like an experience or they listen to this podcast like, wow, maybe, you know, I may play piano tonight, you know, who knows? And I think that coming from, you know, your experience as a, you know, a little bit of a old adult, you know, (laughs) not saying you're old, but you know, young, young, young man in his prime in his prime but it's great I had my age really yeah yeah it's it's great and i think that you know as I, I don't really know many i don't really zoom call many people your age um but i think that it's great that you know you're so passionate with your work and i think that it goes a long way to see an artist say like i had so many orders i just didn't have enough time for myself and it wasn't the fact that i was too popular or i i was making too much money it was the fact that you wanted to you know put the effort into each individual one so that each person gets like a personalized custom um made product absolutely yeah Yeah. because because i'm doing this because i love it um retirement or something maybe or like they just um but because i tried new things um i think i can show people that um that you have a lot of things in in inside of you but you should also work on them, you know? And then, the, I, believe me, the success will follow. I know it's and that's a special American idea, actually, a little bit. If you do something and you're doing it because you love it, and like I said, if you would now love to be an actor, really love it. I mean, like, you know that you feel that, that feeling. Like, and I, your heart like I love Prince, for example, I'm a big Prince fan, okay? And he was famous, he was success. His, he still worked like every day, 10 hours in the studio. When he did concerts, he did a two and a half hour concert. And afterwards he went to, the, to a small club and he played from two o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the morning music for hundred people. That was not because of money. He didn't get a lot of money out of these hundred mm-hmm. people. It's because he still loved it. He, I guess he get goosebumps every day when he like play that specific sound. And if you still get goosebumps, I think there's nothing better in the world to feel it that you are. Oh, and if you created something that you, you're happy with it, you look at it and you're proud. I think that's so much more worth than any money or whatever, because that, that is something that money can't buy you. And if you do that and you follow that, I'm pretty sure people will recognize it. People will see it and, and, and it will become kind of success. How big? This is always a part of how you, how you can put one um, um, 
um, domino after the other. It doesn't have yeah. to be always successful, like like big successful. It can also a small step, but um, and so and and and, uh, and the same with money. Um, I think then you will if your product is good, really good. And just say like you know, there's a specific quality thing. If your product is good, you have put a lot of ideas in it. You're good and like also like good in selling it. You show that you have passion about it. I think there will people be out there who find that and love that and will buy it. Um, and I think that's the most important thing. And if you want to be an actor right now, you would feel it. And I think you don't really feel it anymore. Uh, no. See? <laughs> so and then that's maybe the best that you're not becoming an actor. Really? Yeah. Just because maybe you will not be the best actor in the world then? Because not saying I don't know. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's all good. You know, I've lost but myself. Also, you will bit. not become become happy, even if you have millions on your account. Yeah. All these famous people who are maybe not happy, maybe because they're not doing anymore what they like. You know? yeah. They like to play music in their garage. And now they have to go to concerts, maybe not even playing live anymore because it's whatever, the show is too big or you have to dance and your breath doesn't work with, with singing, you know, um, and then you're not happy anymore. Um, and then, well, what did you do that for the Waltz yeah. Wars or something? Uh, it, that doesn't make you happy. Great words of encouragement, Tobias. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're approaching the past the hour mark, which is great. Um, so I think we could go to our last few talking point because I don't want to keep okay. you too long. Um, so, yeah, we talked about, you know, people finding their passion. And I think that for me, I don't really know what I want to do. But like I said, I want to have an impact. And I think that like one artist that comes to mind, I listen to his music like Machine Gun Kelly, like how he is a rapper but he simultaneously also is in netflix films that's an actor like i'm not you know that's just crazy to me and i think that it's really great to have that versatility regardless of whatever tattoos you have or not as a rapper and i think that you know <clears throat> with your brand like with because i when i think of your brand i think of like the shoes right the air forces but yeah. i could definitely see the brand image like you know the blue you know like the color code of that but that it's gonna evolve, you know? It changes over time, just so everything else does. Our perception on what is cheap, what is good, what is tasteful, it changes. It's subjective due to the fact that we have these brands, like you said, that change our mind and influences us with their opinion. So I wanna leave you with the last words. So you wanna talk, do you feel comfortable talking a little about Drop B, anything yeah. the listeners have to look forward to? Absolutely, I mean, I. Um... You know, because I'm such a young friend, you know, I, I, I mean, um, yeah, uh, I, I should start with two sneakers, you know, I, mean, I, cool. I, yeah. I, thank you. Thank you very much. And I appreciate it because, um, because I love them both also, you know, I, I'm wearing them. It's like, yeah. you know, that, that was my dream. I, I, um, and the same now with Drop B. I thought like, what do I want to have? What, what, what would be cool? When I had this idea, I, I, I tried little things and then I woke up in the morning and I thought like, what am I doing letters? I think mm -hmm. all the other things that I did, I had a feeling I saw it already. I did. Yeah, like, I've so, never seen oh, anything I, like that. But I, I felt like, okay, that's nice. But what, what, then I had this idea because I never saw that someone like is, is using these lasers and, and put things in it. And so, um, so I think um, that is something that I'm, 
right now I'm kind of like really proud of. Yeah, all blacked out. Um, yeah, they're beautiful. It, it's still a, of course, it's, it's an Air Force One, um, but it makes it special. It has a it's mm-hmm. simple but cool. I think it's a cool idea. Um, makes it unique, uh, makes it modern, and um, and I feel like. Uh, yeah, I feel like I never saw that before. That that's for me also important. Maybe it's, of course there's some, like I said influences like there, there's Adidas where there's Chanel written like that, but there's there's nothing that that, that yeah that, yeah. But um, with that with these three D um, things, um, I think that's a new unique way for it, for example. And that's that's how I how I want to evolve that brand, you know. Um, and then I have always these, um, these are samples why they don't have that yet. I always have, in the beginning, I also wanted to have something. I'm always absolutely impressed with brands that can show just an apple or a swoosh or something. And then you realize or you recognize that. So and, of course, and then I, I, I thought about my color, of course, and my name actually, that hyacinth comes because my grandma wondered that my name, that my mom calls me hyacinth when I was oh. born. She gave her, she gave a note to my to my mom into a hospital, and there were three names on it. First name was hyacinth, or bad, like hyacinthus. That's the Latin yeah. version of hyacinth. Um, and of course, my mom didn't choose that name she thought that that's maybe not a really modern yeah <laughs> so she called me to buy so but um and my, my brothers they will always do they always do jokes about me about, that's like, nice. with that name so i came up with that name and that name is blue and i my personal page is also already blue so blue was kind of, so there was a match and i always do these this um little um where do i have first thing but i don't know i think you saw that i do these um um, this blue signature yeah, thing. Yeah, I've seen it on the back. Yeah. So I thought about when I, because I, I thought like the next product for the sneaker, I thought like were our socks. They kind of like, they kind of like related to each other. Or sneaker yeah. and, and then a sock. And I love white mm-hmm. um, athletic sports socks. I love that combination. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in the summer, also with shorts and I love that. And then I thought, like, what can I do that makes it also special? I, don't, I didn't want just to put whatever my name on it or so, even if I do that too. But I always wanted to, like, play with this. Because I actually, at the end, one day, maybe, I wanted that when people see a blue square, that they think about my crayon. Not yeah. even, I, I don't need the letters, maybe, anymore. Maybe one day, I, of course, <laughs> Goal, yeah, well, a big dream. I believe you. That's I believe really something you. Something so so like easy. It's just a blue square, but and then I did I did two so and, and I made some socks. Um, where that um, where these two squares are in front uh, are on the front, you know. So when you wear them, you just see two. Oh, yeah, those are hard. Two, you just see two like. Um, squares like like, yeah. like almost like a military like two military signs or like that's cool blocks. Um, um yeah that's that's one part of course in the back because i, I kind of like the sportswear feeling if if i if you do yeah letters. yeah so and i that is kind of like i play with my logo right now because mm-hmm. i think that these blue um thick letters are 
recognition enough. So mm-hmm. I play now with them. I I use them in different kind of versions. And I do, and I, I and yeah, and I'm I'm trying to work on on like I said, hoodies and t-shirts. But I also want um want something special. I just want to don't want to put my name on it or, or do something. So I really I was um I was buying um an embroidery machine because I thought about like what can you do with this? So I'm trying things out. Um, I'm doing a lot of pictures in New York. I, I tried to do a t-shirt series out of what happened right now. For example, there, here in Lower East Side, I do live in the Lower East Side, all the ATMs are destroyed. Either they are completely destroyed or they wrapped up and out of service, um, Corona, sorry. And I think that's such a cool symbol of what's happening right now. Yeah. That these ATM machines are like are a symbol of life and economy and what happens, you know, people bargaining, getting money, getting a drink or whatever, but it's not happening anymore right now. And I'm I think about like cutting these out is one thing that I'm doing right now. These completely destroyed or wrapped and out of office ATM machines and making making t shirts out of it. So that's a little bit what I'm trying to do, all the stuff that I like or inspire me. Um, and, um, that's for drop B actually. That sounds great. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I will definitely be awake at 5 25 PM and four <laughs> no, you days. Know, it's, it's PM. You don't yeah, have PM. to wake up. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't want to wake up at five to uh, five 25. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll move my nap around. So I'll make sure I'll <laughs> fantastic. Great talking to you.